You're listening to Selfish the Podcast. This is the place where we make much ado about you. I'm your host, Allie Martin. Thanks for joining me. never met someone so passionate about growing other people than Mike Hilton. Mike is such a positive person and an inspiration to be around. You will instantly be motivated to find your passion and take action today. Thanks so much for talking with me today, Mike. Yeah, you're absolutely you're welcome. Thanks for having me. So Mike, first tell us about yourself. I'm going to answer this two ways because the my the answer that I like to give whenever somebody says that is it's deep and philosophical and I get made fun of for it. So I'll, I'll answer with the standard <laughs> out of the box answer first. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm a, a proud member of Team Hilton, as I like to say. I'm a husband. Um, somehow convinced the girl in my dreams to say yes to marrying me ten years ago, and we've got a, a couple of great kids that that I think hung the moon. Uh, I am a Kentuckian through and through, born here, didn't grow up here, grew up afar, but came back uh, on a regular basis for extended family. So our roots are very Kentuckian um, and, and have gone pretty deep pretty quickly. I always say if we ever leave Kentucky, we did something wrong. Right. Uh, and then the, I think the other, the other important hat that I wear um, that I'm, I'm really, really proud of is that I'm, I went to the University of Dayton. And I, I say that because uh, a lot of what I experienced at UD uh, and being a Dayton Flyer, it had a direct impact on, I think, some of the things that we'll, we'll talk about today. But those, those, that's the standard answer, right? That's the, um, that's the basics. Now, the, the deep, you know, philosophical answer that, that I get made fun of for but it's it's funny. It sounds hokey, but it really is. I think it really is who I am at the most core guttural level. Right? Is that deep down? I believe that all people have a responsibility to always work to improve themselves, so that they can go have a more positive impact on the world around them. Hmm. And and that I mean again, I know how hokey that sounds. But that that is the underlying theme that it determines how I operate as a husband and how I operate as a dad and how I operate as a Lexingtonian and in every other hat that I wear, it, it, that's that's what I'm trying to live out through that hat. So at, at that core level, everybody's got the ability to positively impact the world. Everybody's got gifts and talents. And you, you know, you, you feed those gifts and talents and that passion to go help other people. And I think you're doing just that by your newest creation, Spark the Leader. So tell us yeah. more about this. Yeah, thank you. It's a, man, it's a fun project to be a part of. Um, Spark the Leader, in a nutshell, is, is your toolbox for making a big idea come to life. You know, um, for the longest time, I have loved hearing other people's stories and specifically those stories of success, even more specifically those stories of success that, that benefit other people. 
And I love hearing about lessons that people have learned along the way, specifically where they bumped their toe or, you know, hit some kind of an obstacle somewhere and overcome it and the lesson that they learned out of that. And I think that there's a lot of value in as a lot of people out there want to have some kind of impact, want to leave a legacy, want to see some kind of a positive change to the world around them. A lot of people don't know how to do it or a lot of people get stuck along the way, or a lot of people even don't even know what what impact they wanna have. Mm-hmm. So Spark the Leader kind of brings all that together. We, we capture different people's life lessons or experiences that they've picked up along the way. And on a regular drip, once a week, you get those experiences dropped into your inbox. And then they're all cataloged online at sparktheleader.com. And the effect is twofold. One, as you're out there trying to make it happen, whatever it is, you get that regular stream of really practical advice of you know, somebody telling you the story of how, how they learned some life lesson along the way and what you should take away from that. But at the same time, the other benefit is you get that, that regular drip of encouragement of, hey, this nobody said this was going to be easy. Everybody hits these obstacles, whether they're new in their journey or whether they're, you know, super seasoned, experienced individual in their journey. Everybody hits these bumps and there's a way to overcome those bumps. So just seeing that that occurs, that regular drip of encouragement really helps people bring something into reality. Hmm, I love that. And it's different. It's That's you. not something that you typically see in um, these self-improvement spaces or um, motivation, you know, but I love learning from other people. And that that's, I mean, really why I started this podcast too, because I enjoy seeing how other people have, have been brave and, and taking that leap of faith and it's worked out for them. So what are you so scared of? But, um, so I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it funny? Like, it, you know, there's there's sort of this deep down idea that somehow baked into our mindset that that success right is meant for the chosen few and that the rest of the masses can only learn from those chosen few where like one of the biggest realizations i had is in in my in my last job i had a handful of people reporting to me most of which were younger than me and what i would learn from them that I could immediately apply to make myself sharper in the workplace, it, it, it astounded me. And, and so it really blew up this idea that learning is top down and you can only gain insight from people more experienced than you. You know, it can come from anywhere. Everybody's got a story. And you've kind of always been interested in this self-improvement space. Um, mm-hmm. You previously wrote a book, The Next Great You. Yeah. Talk to us about why you're passionate about this. It's it's funny because I I don't know if I know, right? <laughs> those those seeds those seeds of what you're passionate about, they're so baked into you that a lot of times you really don't know where they started. But I, I do I do know that for as long as I can remember, I really enjoy watching other people figure out something that they're passionate about and put their head down and run at it, you know, and, and go go get it. 
and especially when it serves other people and especially when they exceed their own expectations. Right? When you start to pay attention to those kind of stories and you see that happening, man, it's really infectious. And I, I have always fed off seeing other people do that because it immediately begs the question of, well, what do I think my own expectations are? What do I think my own potential is? And am I really selling myself short? Right. And so it becomes this cyclical, everybody's kind of feeding one another. Uh, And so I've always, I've always really loved those concepts. And then they just gradually been more and more refined over time. And I'm, uh, you know, I mentioned I'm a, a University of Dayton flyer. You know, that is an institution built on um, not just being a really strong academic program in this country, but it's it's a university built on community, so serving one another, mm-hmm. and built on servant leadership. So in that ecosystem, these ideas really started to take shape, and then they've just continually been more and more refined uh, over time. Um, and I, I, you know, forward looking, if we're going to take this idea and go, you know, why am I passionate about this forward looking? Um, man, I really believe that as great as the world is now, how much greater would it be if everybody approached life with, I'm out here to make myself sharper so that I can go be a better servant leader to all these other people. And if we all approached our life that way, you know, that's the kind of community that I not only want to live in, but that's the kind of community that I want to hand to my kids and my kids' kids and everybody else's kids. Hmm. So we talked about the site really brings the encouragement from other people's stories and having those people submit those stories on your website. You know, talk to us about where, how did this idea come about? Because, you know, it is so unique, but, you know, were there other stories you heard of that kind of led you to wanting to hear more? Yeah, you know, there's there's a handful of, of things that came together. Uh, first of all, it was the realization that I don't have to have all the answers, right? I, I really, I really want to go serve all these people and, and realizing whatever impact that they want to have on the world around them. But I don't have to have all the answers. All I have to do is create the framework that gives them the answers. And that's that's a really, um, it seems like splitting hairs, but that was a really eye-opening thought. And when you add to that, you know, my my dad would always tell me growing up that anytime, anytime we stubbed our toe, it was, you know, an obstacle is really just a highlight reel in the making. If you never hit the obstacles, you mm-hmm. never really have the highlight reel. Yeah. And, and that, and so when you, you bring those ideas together, you know, as we embark on this mission of serving other people who, who want to have an impact, every, these, you're more likely to get there if you're leaning on other people who want to have a positive impact. It doesn't have to even be the same positive impact. But if, if I want to launch a nonprofit and you want to write a children's book, if we're hanging out and pushing each other and learning from each other, that that gets us there faster and more effectively. And if you take that one to one connection and multiply it by everybody's stories, it's it's pretty great. And, 
you add to that the concept that it's cyclical, where anybody can learn from anybody, you know, more, more than ever, individuals who are experienced and well down their journey to whatever impact they want to have, whether it's in the workplace or in the community or whatever, that experienced individual, again, more than ever can learn from the person who's just starting their journey and vice versa. And is that idea of constant learning from anywhere becomes more and more pervasive. I think we all win. Mm. So if I'm, someone that's still trying to figure out what I'm passionate about. What is your suggestion on how someone, how, how do you find that? Well, that's, you're right. That's, that is the seemingly daunting task, right? Because that's, that's sort of step one. Um, and we've, we've got some tools on, on sparktheleader.com. Some of the blog posts really, really try to get at this in a very easy way, but it's still daunting. Um, I think it all boils down, though, to self-awareness. You know, you first have to know yourself to some degree and have have that antenna up to learning more and more about yourself. And so the, step one is to just figure out figure out where you are most receptive to learning about yourself. What's the best way for you to do that? Is it through reading books about similar people? Is it free writing or journaling? Is it hanging out with people that can give you really honest opinions of yourself. Um, you know, for me, um, a blank word document on an airplane is life changing, right? A, a lot of the seeds of what became spark the leader started five or six years ago on a cross country flight, wow. uh, st- wheels up. Um, as soon as they let me, I had a blank word document open. I was going through something big and, just started typing. And when we landed, I had 20 pages that I was so jacked up about. And in going back to look at that, I started to see common themes in what I was saying about myself. And and that's where I really got in on the passion of serving emerging leaders or serving people that want to have an impact. So if you start with that self-awareness, you, you've really got the, the right foundational block to take step two from. And I mean, really, so you find your, your passion and, and you do some self-exploring, but what happens when you have to start running towards it? I mean, you said like you, you are all about finding your passion, but then running towards it. So now I know what my passion is. How do I take that first step? Yeah, that's the <laughs> second big issue, right? Uh, and all of this stuff is seemingly daunting, but in the rearview mirror, it's really, it's really not. And the hard part is just trusting the fact that you're going to get it into the rearview, and and realize how how small of a step it really was compared to how big it seemed. Uh, but it's once you've got the passion identified, once you know what you want to run at. It's simply a matter of figuring out how to apply it. And the best part is, and this is something I struggle with, the best part is you, you don't need to know what the end result looks like. Because let's really, let's be honest, there is no end result, right? Mm-hmm. It's a continuous journey. There, there's no finished product that is going to work out exactly like you think it is. So once you figure out what you're passionate about, figure out the smallest baby step that you can take toward um, serving that passion. And then once you complete that, 
take a, another baby step, you know, do, figure out something you can do in 10 minutes and then 30 and then an hour and then a half day and then a full day. And, and soon you start to see this momentum and you're really feeling great about yourself because you are actively serving and seeing results for the things that you are passionate about. And there's a million ways to do it, right? You, if you're passionate about, let's say you're passionate about education and you're passionate about serving younger audiences, well, when you figure out where those two things cross, that's likely a good place to start. Yeah. So, and, and those, like in that example, those two things could come together a million ways. You could, you know, volunteer for Big Brothers, Big Sisters. You could join the Library Foundation Board. You could write a children's book or, you know, start a nonprofit or do any, any number of things. And if you've got that self-awareness antenna up, as you're taking those baby steps, um, you're going to realize when maybe you feel like you've stepped off the path and you can always course correct. Always. Mm. What is something that you suggest we could do today to get closer to taking that step or to getting to our goal? Well, I, it's funny that the first thing that comes to mind, I think is anything, right? Mm. You can, you can literally do anything. <laughs> to get closer to your goal. Mm. And if, like I said a, a second ago, if you take a step and you realize maybe it didn't feel like the right step, you can go take a different step. And you might even learn something along that misstep. But it, the the biggest um, the biggest thing you can't do is just sit there, right? If if you don't if you don't actively work towards this, you're never going to feel the feelings that you want to feel. You're never going to see the impact that you want to see yourself having. And I, I think the other thing that you can do to get closer is, and maybe this is more me speaking to myself, right? This is what I, I struggle with. Um, but you can just have patience with it and accept that you're not going to know, you're not going to be able to know every single detail before you start walking. You don't know where the path goes. The path is going to take some unexpected turns along the way. So why not just get walking and, and figure out, you know, have the self-confidence to, to realize you're going to be able to handle that, that unexpected turn when it comes. And it, it may hurt and it may not turn out the way you want, but I mean, you might as well just get walking and enjoy the ride a little bit. I love that. Enjoy the ride. Yeah. It's, and, but it's the hardest thing, to, well, at least for me, for me, it's the hardest thing to do. <laughs> As a planner at heart, yeah. I want to have a spreadsheet that outlines every step of the way, but um, it just, it can't be that way, unfortunately. I'm with you on that. And that, no, you're <laughs> right. That, that is really the hardest part because um, sometimes it, that's really where the lessons we learn are is in the silence and in the waiting. Yeah, right. It's so hard. So what are your personal favorite ways to be selfish? Oh man. Uh, food. I love food. <laughs> right. I, I love, I love eating. I love cooking, but I love, I love this inherent quality of food that brings people together. You know, it's, yeah. it's got, it's got this just unique way to, uh, to level the playing field and start a conversation. And it's, it's an unbelievable element of life. I think, um, and music. Crap. So that's two. So food and okay, music. You can have two. 
Um, and, uh, well, I'm going to, okay. Food and music. <laughs> and I was going to say, I'm adding a third. I'm thinking of things. Um, food and music and a bourbon by a campfire. Wow. And if you give me a, a bourbon, shirt. Yeah. If you give me a bourbon by a campfire, I can solve all the world's problems. <laughs> I think, at least I think. Yeah. But. <laughs> Is there anything you wish you could be doing more? Uh, everything, you know, I, I think I've referenced a couple of times that I, I struggle to have patience with the journey. I want to, I want to go, 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 go. Um, and just keep moving just so I can see what's around the next corner. Um, so, you know, I want to be doing everything, but I think deep down, I just want to have a little bit more patience with the grind and, and find, you know, there's, there really is a lot of beauty and a lot of joy in that daily grind. Um, right. So that's, I think that's it. Patience. What is next for Mike? You know, to, to keep chipping away, you know, like I said, my, my real big passion in this life is helping people who want to have an impact on the world around them, a positive impact that serves serves themselves and, and therefore serves their company or their community or whoever, um, but has a positive impact. I, I want to continue serving those people and, you know, spark the leader. There's some really great indicators that this is going to be a, a big thing to help a lot of people out there. So I'm, I want to keep feeding it. I've got um, a lot of different ideas of where it could go. And I'm, I'm really, and in a sense, I'm almost look at it as, kind of its own animal and I'm, I'm really excited to see where it decides to go as I keep feeding it but you know baby steps right baby steps that's right <laughs> Mike I'm so excited for you I mean just knowing you personally I know the energy you put out into the world and there's no person better doing what you're doing than you Thank so I'm you. really excited so um, we will keep that, our eyes on you that really means a lot You've been listening to Selfish. You can find show notes on SelfishThePodcast.com. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend about Selfish and make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.